Hello, Canada, and welcome to another Canadian Common Sense Rant. This is Canadian Common Sense with Lewis and Tony. Well, hello, Canada. Tony here. Today's date is March 18th, 2020. You know, on our show, ever since we started this show two years ago now, we have thanked Justin Trudeau for constantly providing us a quite steady stream of material to discuss. And really, I also should be thanking him for listening to our show because it's quite clear that he does, because Lewis and I will have an idea that we'll talk about on the show, and within days, Mr. Trudeau is, has the same idea that he's implemented or discussed or, or something. So I can't help but think that Justin Trudeau listens to our show, or somebody close to him does, because, well, neither Lewis nor I know him personally, let's put it that way. So anyway, what I want to talk about today is, yes, of course, Justin Trudeau, because, as I just said, he always gives us lots of material. But this is a, we're in some very strange times here in Canada. And, you know, having been on this earth almost a half a century, I have to say that at least in my lifetime, there's never, never been such a weird feeling in the air. I mean, I think Canada is now more than at any other point in my lifetime very connected to the world. And I think the reason I say that is, well, A, our Prime Minister is a globalist, but also that the Wuhan virus is here. And so now we're not just hearing about problems somewhere else in the world and we can't just smugly look down and say, oh, well, that won't happen here because now it's happening here. And to the point where states of emergency have been declared in Ontario, British Columbia, and Alberta. Now, Alberta is has declared a public health emergency rather than a general state of emergency, but that still gives the government's very overreaching powers. And yes, I will say they're, they're overreaching powers, in my opinion, but anybody who has listened to this show regularly knows that I'm quite a, uh, a libertarian and that I'm very distrustful of government in general, and the Canadian government specifically. But never in my life have there been states of emergency declared. Um, even with the 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 High River in Calgary flooding a few years ago. I don't believe there was a state of emergency declared for that, but maybe I'm wrong. I can't remember now offhand, but at any rate, <clears throat> pardon me, the latest statistics as of this recording, so those numbers could very well have moved whenever you're listening to this this rant, but as of this recording, I actually just looked on worldmeters.info. Very, very good website if you want to keep track of not just the, the Wuhan virus, which they're calling coronavirus, but also lots of other statistics. 
but right now Canada has 727 cases of the, the coronavirus and only nine fatalities to date. So those numbers are really good as far as I'm concerned. When you look at 30 plus thousand cases in Italy, whose population is not quite double what ours is, I, uh, I think we look pretty good. And I have to say this yet one more time, because I know I have said this in a previous rant, but the coronavirus does not bring on any kind of gastrointestinal issues where we need to hoard toilet paper. So for the love of God, let me remind you one more time, please stop hoarding toilet paper. Now, to his credit, Saskatchewan Premier Scott Moe, in addressing Saskatchewan Monday, had said that, you know, pleaded with people, you know, there's no need for hoarding, make certain there's enough for everybody, and we will get through this. And I thought those, those you know, strong words, good leadership on, on his part, trying to keep people calm. And we need to keep calm. In a country of 37 million people, 727 cases of Wuhan virus infection is negligible. Absolutely negligible. Yet, we've allowed this to cripple our whole nation. And our economy is is suffering. It was suffering already, thanks to the blockades. And it was already leaning toward a recession. Now we're fully on into recession. And I was at my local Costco today and it was eerily quiet in there, which is great because I absolutely hate crowds. So it was great for me to go through and there was no toilet paper. Good thing we don't need any here. Stop buying so much toilet paper. I should probably just say that every fourth line. And anyway, they had signs up asking about maintaining social distancing and saying they would limit the number of people in the store because there has been a restriction on gatherings of more than 250 people. So I'm wondering if perhaps the grocery stores are, have to get in on that as well. But anyway, there's a lot of people who are you know, self-isolating and whatnot. And it's obvious there's places that are shutting down. My son works in a local fast food restaurant and there is no more serving customers in the restaurant. They're only serving drive through and takeout. And so it's just, just kind of eerie that way that uh, it seems like our economy is winding down and it is because there are a lot of people who are afraid to go out, afraid to assemble. They're yeah, literally staying home and you know, schools have been shut down, sports teams, leagues have been shut down, gyms are shutting down. Like, it's just, everything is starting to grind to a halt. So, where did Mr. Trudeau on all this? Well, Mr. Trudeau was self-isolating right up until he would come outside to make have a news conference. And, sorry about that, I obviously didn't turn my ringer down. That, that's my bad. <laughs> anyway... Carrying on. Sorry. So Mr. Trudeau, when he's not self-isolating, um, does have the odd press conference. And I don't envy his job right now. I mean, it's we're we are in uncharted waters here. So I can give him a pass as far as 
He does not have an easy job right now. And I believe Lewis said this in our last show, that no matter what Mr. Trudeau does from this point on, and even up to this point when this whole Wuhan virus became a thing, is that he's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. Like No matter what he does right now, people are going to criticize him. Like me, I'm going to criticize him right now, which is what I... I do and have done for a couple of years. Now, you heard me say before that I actually appreciated the the very calculated and measured approach that the government had been taking to this whole crisis early on. And they were not panicking. They were not shutting down the borders at that point in time. Everything was actually going fairly smoothly. I wish that they had done some selective you know, flight cancellations or, you know, closures to Italians, for example, Chinese, where the hotspots for the coronavirus were Egypt. Because, I mean, that's what where, you know, a lot of cases in Canada have come from. It's people who have traveled to these hotspots and then come back and discovered they're infected. So perhaps that would be the only thing I would change about how the Canadian government initially responded to this. And I said this on our last show, I was actually quite happy with, with that measured and calculated response. And I was willing at that point in time to give Mr. Trudeau a break and give him some praise. And I did that. Now, however, the situation has changed somewhat and Mr. Trudeau has, has changed his tune and his government's tune and that is their prerogative to do so. They've now uh, come out, Bill Morneau, finance minister, has come out with $85 billion in government aid to assist Canadians and Canadian businesses through not only the quarantine period that many people are putting themselves into, the joblessness that is resulting from businesses having to shut down temporarily, and also for, for people. There is you know, up to six months of uh, forgiveness for mortgage payments, for example. Well, I mean, you'll still have to pay them, but you can defer them for six months. There's going to be certain other, you know, debt instruments to help Canadians get through. Employment insurance, waiting periods being waived. There's there's a lot of things here to, to help people and then to help small businesses as well. And I won't go into the details of all those here other than to say it's $85 billion that this government really cannot afford to spend, but here we go. So I hope that it works out. And I mean, I'm still working and hopefully my job will keep going, you know, as the economy winds down even more. I believe it will, but I guess that all remains to be seen. So what has Mr. Trudeau announced now that the border is closed and then, uh, that was yesterday. The, the U.S.-Canadian border would be closed. And as of yesterday, American citizens could still enter Canada. Today, that has now changed. And uh, U.S. President Trump and Mr. Trudeau have agreed that the border is closed completely. And the only people that will be crossing the border will be, for example, transport drivers who are delivering goods you know, in order to keep commerce going back and forth across the border, you know, food, fuel, whatever other, you know, merchandise to help help the com- help the economy 
you know, I can't say goods and services, but goods. And we need that. I mean, in Canada, there's snow across 90% of our country. So we need to get our, our fresh produce from somewhere. And a lot of that comes from California. So I'm not completely opposed to that move. I do think it's a, a little drastic. It's overreacting. And I've said that all along. And I've been roasted by a lot of my friends on the left and even some on the right for being too, quote, cavalier in my approach to the whole Wuhan virus. But I, I do honestly believe that this government and all governments are overreacting. Um, Italy, Spain, perhaps not, because they've got some serious problems, so they have locked down their citizens. But with 727 cases of, of Wuhan virus in a country of 37 million people, I am not that concerned at this point. Go ahead, tell me that, yes, you need to flatten the curve. That's the latest talking point. But do we at 727? Um, we know this will run its course, but at any rate, the government has done what they have done. So what other measures have Mr. Trudeau decided upon other than the border is now closed? Well, expat, or not expat, but Canadian citizens who are abroad, he has said it's time to come home. And that means a lot of people who are what they call snowbirds, who who are Canadians, often like retired Canadians or older Canadians who will go and spend the winters in Arizona or South Texas or Florida or somewhere where it's warm. And I actually have a cousin who does that and lives in an RV and just travels around. And so now he needs to come back quickly across the back across the border along with other snowbirds. And as long as, and here's where I want you to remember the, remember this. Remember that I have said this because it's going to be important in a couple of minutes. So Canadians who are abroad come home unless you have been screened because they want, they want air, foreign airports to screen passengers for Wuhan virus. And if they show, that, show any symptoms that they are infected, those Canadians cannot come home. They are to be, I'm going to guess, quarantined, treated, whatever, where they are. They are not to come home. Okay, now remember that. Canadian citizens who are infected are not allowed to come back to Canada. Now, other Canadians, um, especially those in the States, will be allowed to cross the border to come home, you know, as long as they are Canadian citizens. So, as long as they are not infected, they may cross the border. Now, why did I ask you to remember that? Because Mr. Trudeau has said the, the U.S.-Canada border is closed, except he was asked by a reporter, well, what about Roxham Road? Okay, what is Roxham Road? Roxham Road is a road that comes from Plattsburgh, New York, and it's right on the border with, with Quebec. And there's a road in Roxham Road. There, it, it's a street that leads up to a cement barricade, then a little, tiny little valley, like a ditch. And on the other side of that ditch is Quebec. So that's Canada. And for a couple of years now, ever since Mr. Trudeau's hashtag welcome to Canada tweet as a, when he, that he had sent to, to take a shot at Donald Trump and his immigration policy a few years ago, a lot of quote-unquote refugees, and I put that in the air fingers quotes because they are not legal refugees, so illegal migrants have been crossing into Canada using Roxham Road to the tune of a, 
about 50-some thousand to date, just in the last few years. And when Mr. Trudeau was asked, well, why would Roxham Road still be open? He said, and this is what really ticks me off, he said that, well, that we're following international law. Like, no, time out, wait. International law states that when people are applying for refugee status, applying for asylum, because that's what the one of the woke terms was, was asylum seekers. When they were applying for asylum, they needed to apply in the country where they landed, which was the United States, because the vast majority of these people would fly into LaGuardia or JFK Airport in New York, take a bus up to Plattsburgh, take a the $30 cab ride to, or, sorry, a $60 cab ride from Plattsburgh up to the border and get dropped off and say, welcome to Canada. And what was waiting for them on the other side, other side of that ditch and what still waits for them on the other side of that ditch is RCMP officers. Oh, good. They'll put them away. No, the RCMP officers take their luggage and help them cro- across the ditch and say to them, you know what you're doing is illegal, right? Yes. Okay, come with me. We'll we'll set you up and we will get you a place to stay and food and health care and dental care. Welcome to Canada's benefit system. Okay. I'm going to carry on that point on the benefit system right now so that I don't forget. Remember, I asked you to remember about Canadians infected with Wuhan virus being told, stay where you are and do not come home. Well, if you're an illegal immigrant crossing the into the, into the country at Roxham Road, we don't care if you're infected. Come on in and we will isolate you on the Canadian side of the border. Hashtag welcome to Canada. And then, of course, we will we will ask you if you to to promise that you will self quarantine or self isolate for 14 days. We're not going to check on you. We're just going to ask that you do it. And international law has absolutely nothing to do with allowing illegals to cross our border. But of course, our woke virtue signaling prime minister, hashtag welcome to Canada. Come on in, even if you are infected. So. Why close the border to Americans and Canadians who need to get into Canada when you've got the border wide open at Roxham Road for any illegal who wants to cross in? It's just such a government of contradictions. But anyway, what else has Mr. Trudeau done to stem the, the do I want to call it the fear, the hysteria? Over the Wuhan virus? I think hysteria probably is a good word. Well, Mr. Trudeau, after telling MPs that you know House of Commons would not be sitting, go home, nothing to see here, probably not a bad reaction, has now said, well, perhaps it's now time to recall the House of Commons for an emergency session to discuss uh, invoking of the Emergency Measures Act. And you heard Lewis and I talking about that on Monday. And that is not the most pleasant sounding idea to a civil libertarian like myself, having our government invoke an act where they can seize our property, they can take control over our economy, take control over our freedom of movement, association. And they and tell well. I said freedom of movement. They can tell us where we can or cannot go within our own country. I don't want 
Justin Trudeau, who has said many times he loves his basic dictatorship like China, to become basically a dictator. That 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 is not okay with me. And you know what I find really frightening is Mr. Trudeau does not have to recall the entire House of Commons. 338 MPs, after all, comprise the House of Commons. If there is a ban on gatherings of more than 250, then I guess you wouldn't want to recall all 338. So how, what exactly do you need to establish a quorum in the House of Commons? Quorum being the minimum number of people needed to vote on any resolution in the House? I hope you're sitting down for this one, Canada. In, in Canada, in the House of Commons, to pass any piece of legislation, a quorum of 20 MPs is all that is needed. 20 MPs. So all Mr. Trudeau has to do is call, recall 20 MPs to the House of Commons. And of course, he'll put the general call out, but he probably will also be making the phone call saying, well, you know, don't come if you don't, if you don't feel well. We can find 20 MPs from the Ottawa, Montreal, and Toronto area to come to the House of Commons and give me authority to pass, invoke the Emergency Measures Act and become a dictator. And of course, what he had said was, well, if we invoke the uh, Emergency Measures Act, it will just make it easier for our government to make decisions instead of having to go to the legislature for approval for everything. Sorry, but this is what democracy looks like. You go to the House of Commons and you do ask for permission from the people. You don't just say, these 20 MPs and I have decided that this is what what powers you have given me, and from now on, I and my cabinet, which is more than 20 MPs by themselves, will decide what's best for you. That does not sit well with me at all. And as Lewis and I discussed on Monday's show, that a dictatorship in the hands of Justin Trudeau and his band of radical leftists is just a very frightening proposition for me. I mean, you think our economy is in rough shape now, and it is, and you think our country is starting to fall apart, and it is. Just wait until you let absolute power corrupt Mr. Trudeau. Absolutely. It's time to hold some of our politicians to account, Canada. And we can't as a country allow Justin Trudeau to invoke the Emergency Measures Act. As we discussed before, when his father invoked the War Measures Act, which was what was replaced uh, with the what was replaced by the Emergency Measures Act, he did have that authority. And we can't let another Trudeau run roughshod over Canada one more time. and Tony.